Hey, Anna. Hey, Mike. So after we had Dale from Pawball on a couple of weeks ago, I've gotten some for Billy. Have you now? Gosh, what prompted you to do that? Well, but he's only five, but I like the fact that you were saying that it's uh, preventative. It is preventative. And the thing is, he might be only five, but this is a really good time to work preventatively for optimum health in his senior years. Mm-hmm. So what were the, the benefits of, of giving it to him? Like, what does collagen actually do for him? Okay, well, collagen is a structural protein, so it helps on so many levels, but mainly, of course, with joints and dogs wear and tear on their joints, but also to help with cuts and bruises because collagen is a structural protein. Also, for one more, is skin and coat. So I've noticed I take collagen and my hair has got considerably thicker. So if you're like Mr. Binks, who's got a few ball patches, actually on this collagen, they're going away. Right. Well, like Binksy, I've got a lot of bald patches. I don't know if it's going to help <laughs> me. But what I like about it, it's 100% natural. And better than that, we just sprinkle on us food. I don't have to try and get a pill down his throat or anything like that. Well, I know exactly. It's so much easier and it's it's just very pure and it's very concentrated and you sprinkle it on and it absorbs immediately into the food that we feed because we feed raw. So it's, it's, it's really great. And Binks and Prue guzzle it down so it must taste delicious. Right. Well, it's good for Prue, it's good for Binksy, it's good for Billy, but it's not just for them because our listeners can get it as well, can't they, Anna? They really can. Go on, give them the discount code. Well, if they go to pawbull.co.uk, they'll get 10% off their first order. And the promo code is a dog's life 10. That's A-D-O-G-S-L-I-F-E-10. And what's the website again? Pawbull.co.uk. Fantastic. Gosh, we love Pawbull. Hey, Anna. Yes, Mike. Okay, before we start the show, got some exciting news for you. Oh, go on. I like a bit of news. Yes, we got our latest shipment of Paleo Ridge for Billy. Marvellous. Yeah, yeah. And he, at the moment, is out chewing on a duck's neck. He absolutely loves those. Oh, we love a duck's neck. You know, duck is such an interesting meat because it's actually good for dogs who have a few kidney problems, you know. But um, duck necks are super and they're so easily absorbed. Well, he absolutely loves them. And his new favorite also for the meal is the wild venison and duck. So thanks for putting me on the paleo. We love it. Well, I'm glad you're feeding raw. I know it took a while, but you know, the best things in life are worth waiting for. Right, Mike? They definitely are. And if you want to consider feeding your dogs raw, check out the links to Paleo Ridge. They're in the show notes. You know, when you were young, you were a little bit nervous about going out and about and meeting new people. Well, that's why we're about to jump on Zoom and speak to Sarah Jones, who runs My Anxious Dog and Dogs in Yellow, highlighting the way yellow can signify a little bit of a nervous dog. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Uh, Thank you for having me. Oh no, it's a real pleasure because, uh, gosh, I've been watching your amazing campaign grow. (laughs) And this campaign is all about yellow dog. Yeah, hashtag dogs in yellow. 
hashtag dogs in yellow. Now, explain a little bit more about dogs in yellow, Sarah. Um, well, it was cre- I created dogs in yellow to help with raising awareness. Um, I got into the world of yellow completely by accident because um, my dog, Bella, she was born an anxious dog, which I'd never come across before. Um, And when she was a puppy, she got attacked by another dog um, and um, she became very fearful. And the problem I had with Bella was um, she got really bruised on the side of her rib cage. And then when people touched her, it hurt. So she then got this association with people stroking her and pain. So not only was she fearful of the other dogs, she also was fearful of people touching her. Oh, no, that's oh, that's awful, isn't it? People forget, I think, Sarah, how important, you know, imprinting is for dogs and, and, and how such experiences can, you know, really damage a dog for life. Particularly as there was this Danish study, it's quite a recent study, um, actually, that proved that dogs have episodic memory, you know, which scientists didn't think dogs had, you know, we sort of assumed it, but there was no sort of, you know, evidence. Um, and episodic memory is key to emotional intelligence you know once only thought by scientists as belonging to us you know humans so we now have the science to really back up that Bella's trauma you know would linger yes absolutely Um, especially with breeds as well you know she's quite an intelligent dog and she doesn't forget anything Um, and yeah sometimes that can be a disadvantage as well Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But then so much can be done, of course, you know, with careful desensitization and and positive reinforcement in situations to change the mindset just just as it can for people. Right. Yeah. Well, first of all, we went straight to a behaviorist when we started to realize that we had a little bit of an issue with Bella Um, and in fact, we saw several and you take, a, you know, you take some good things from each one of them. They all have different angles that they they have. But I still found even with this using these techniques, she did improve. But it was very difficult with her being fearful of strangers um, and being a Cocker Spaniel that was quite pretty. I, I knew that. I needed to do something to let people know what she was, you know, what she was like, what her personality was like. Yes, no, very well, very sensible. You know, um, I'm not always say it's it's so intimidating for dogs. I, I I hear you on this. You know, imagine if if you know yourself as as a person walking along, minding your own business on the pavement, and some big human is rushing towards you, gushing, staring at you, wide eyed, smiling, exposing all of their teeth. You know, and going oh, and then sort of looming over you and touching you your hair I mean you'd totally freak out as a human being (laughs) you would I think you'd have to dial 999 but it's exactly that I saw something on um, the internet today someone was comparing it to um, the fear of flying but they have to do it and with all this the problems that are going on at the moment you know by the time they got to the airport 
you know, they really were almost in panic mode. And it's just the same for dogs having to face their, their fears and the scary things. Yes, absolutely. I, I mean, I still really believe that a lot of education and you know needs to go on and you know, and respect really for dogs because no one would gush up to a toddler in in such a manner you know like you said it could warrant a a nine 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 call let's hope not but you know and um I know when training gosh my own prudence here that you might hear clanking in the background with her yak chew apologies but she uh, <laughs> likes to always make herself heard she was terribly cute as a puppy and I'd say to people oh, please 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 don't look at her just just wait let her calm down don't touch her when she's jumping and basically a lot of prudence's you know overexcitable behavior has been trained by complete strangers you know and yeah. I'd be like cheers mate <laughs> yeah. yeah I heard someone say as well on a, on a talk um you know if you want to stroke a dog and pet a dog get your own dog and I was like yeah that's very true I suppose <laughs> I know but these people haven't got a dog and they 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 uh, on the whole who knows because during lockdown you know we all had to keep our distance but us dog owners were allowed out everyone was allowed out for their hour weren't they a lot of people locally here it was quite weird one day we were just walking everyone keeping their distance you know and um this this lovely lady just went oh look look dogs and because a lot of these people I think hadn't really been out regularly in London parks because they went to the office mostly you know not like us dog people and it was like she'd seen sort of elephants <laughs> you know um, like they, like we were this kind of attraction almost it was just kind of fascinating really to notice and 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 that's why I think you know dogs have just soared and ownership has just you know exploded for not not all for the good I think Sarah what do you think about this surge in ownership at the moment yeah well I well obviously Bella loved um Covid times you'd go out for a walk and there was nobody around and if they were <laughs> they kept you know try to keep a huge distance between you so it was quite nice um so we were obviously able to do a lot of good positive training around that but you hear so much. Um, obviously, I, I still speak to a lot of behaviourists and they say that they now have to contend with lots of cases where dogs are anxious about, you know, socialisation when they were puppies. It wasn't around. So now going out, it, they're finding it hard work with their dogs. They're very fearful of other people and other dogs. And, and people are more excited about seeing all these young dogs. You know, there was no puppy classes on. so. Yeah, and all the more reason, I think, to highlight anxiety in dogs, which is really where your campaign comes in so strong at the moment, I think. Yeah, well, I'd never heard of a reactive dog or an anxious dog or a dog in yellow. Um, and I don't think you do until your own dog begins to struggle with anxiety and reactivity. So um, it, it's quite, I think it's quite important to get it out there to people before that happens or before they get a dog that's anxious so they know what to do. 
Yes, absolutely. A lot of people say that a lot of anxiety issues are actually imprinted in a puppy. 80% of anxiety cases are imprinted at the breeders in the very early stages of their, their brain development and their experiences at the breeders with the mother, whether if it's a big litter, sometimes some puppies get excluded, you know, from getting onto the, the teats and other puppies can bully other puppies, the bigger ones will push the smaller ones out and and all of these things all matter so 80% of, of anxiety it stems from those very very formative days and weeks yeah definitely well when I picked Bella up she was eight weeks old and she had this little cut on her back from one of the puppies had bitten her and now looking back, it probably stems even from there. You know, she was probably six or seven weeks old and play fighting and got hurt. And that was that was a start of it, because I know when we took went to socialization classes at the vet, you know, there were very small amount of puppies there. But she just wasn't interested in bundling around with all the other dogs. She sat under my chair. Oh, bless her. And, yeah. it, and that's so important for people to understand is that just because your cousin's Cocker Spaniel is very outgoing and all the rest of it, you know, centre stage, it really doesn't mean that uh, another Cocker will be the same because dogs are such individuals. Yeah, they're a bit like people really, aren't they? Oh, they are. You know, there's huge similarities. But, you know, I'm always careful about, I can never say this word properly, anthropomorphization, anthropo <laughs> you know, uh, humanization, because we yeah. mustn't forget that a dog is a dog. And, and for that, that is the greatness. And that's why I love them so much, you know. So they're not little people because a lot of misnomers and problems in communications get created because we, you know, so many people assume dogs understand what the, what the word no means when in fact they haven't got a clue. We must remember they don't understand speech, but of course they understand body language and our tiny expressions when we say a particular word everyone says the word sit in a different way you know some people's eyebrows might go up others don't you know it's all yeah. so individual and every individual dog learns to read the language in dog terms like body language from their people and again why strangers must be controlled I would say to be honest with you I mean I'm quite bossy it's like you know I really control a meet and greet and if this stranger doesn't want to play my game on it well then don't say hello to my dog yeah absolutely you've got to stand up for your dog well dogs dogs can't talk can they yeah not in human speech no no we um and we as humans especially people that don't realize struggle to see their communication skills as well and that's something everyone must learn, you know, what your dog is saying to you in dog language. So you do need to learn a bit of dog language really. Yes, and that's where the yellow comes in because it's like giving them a little bit of a voice. It is, yeah, absolutely. Colour coding, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, we live our life around colour codes, you know, traffic lights, now on packaging, you know, human food packaging, you've got the colours to show how much fat or protein and sugars in something, you know, so we're, we're very attuned to that. Yellow is used. Um, there is a reason why we use the yellow. It's um, it's a colour that grabs attention. Yellow. Um, it denotes caution. Um, it's also 
the most visible colour, making it easy to spot at a distance. And it's high visibility, I guess, as well, for when it's winter. So, you know, it'll work. I mean, at the moment, it's lovely and sunny and light evenings. But, you know, sadly, it's not always like that. We spend a lot of time walking our dogs in the dark. So yellow, again, is perfect. Yes, absolutely. Um, But it's also signalled with um, not being brave and cowardly. So, like, the police will use it for caution as well. You know, they put their tape out and building sites, they put the yellow and black tape out. Yeah, yeah, so true, so true, actually, yes. And you've got all the workmen and building sites and what have you. Again, yellow, it's that cautionary thing. It's, as you say, very visible. No, it's perfect. So you've got a whole range of accessories, right, Sarah, that, you know, can suit any dog. Because some dogs also don't like really wearing jackets, do they? You know, so you've got a whole, yeah. <laughs> like on a building site, so you've got yeah. a whole load of um, accessories that are branded. Uh, my anxious dog dogs in yellow for people to choose from yes yes so um first of all I started using the yellow ribbon um and that didn't work in fact it was a bit of a problem because it made Bella look even cuter having this little yellow ribbon on her so it we do yellow leads we do harnesses and collars and things like that as well um, yeah, but we've got a, a big, a big. We can cover ourselves in yellow. So, if you do, lots of dogs don't like wearing harnesses, they have a fear of products and things like that. So, we do clothes, we do t-shirts and hoodies as well. But one of the most important things that I found when I used the yellow myself, I found that it gave me a little bit of confidence. You know, that fear of going out on a dog walk and Bella reacting to someone. It felt like a little bit of a superhero cape putting on putting on the yellow because it meant that people could see, you know, that Bella needed space. Yes, yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, it's a two-way street, isn't it, when you're out with your dog? I always say, you know, the energy travels down the lead. And it is so true, you know, because dogs are so in tune with our stress, you know, because of their huge sense of smell. My dogs know when I'm stressed out and they know when I'm happy. So it's about having that that two-way street when you're out walking your dog. So if it helps your confidence, it's actually building Bella's confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, It's very important. But one of the things that people used to say to me when I first started doing it was, it's all very well, but nobody knows what it means, which I found very frustrating. Yeah, I bet. Um, Yeah. So I thought, well, if everybody that needed to use a piece of yellow used a piece of yellow, you can imagine how much the awareness would, would grow. And if everybody who had an anxious or reactive dog did a little bit of raising awareness themselves in their own area, again, can you imagine how much it would grow? So, yeah, so I started doing car stickers and poo bin stickers. I've got wheelie bin stickers, all sorts of things, posters. So when we go on holiday, um, we do some UK holidays. Um, we go around on some campsites and things like that. So I'll take some poo bin stickers. I'll ask um, the owners if I can put some stickers on the poo bins. I'll take some little posters and ask if they can display them at reception or in um, local dog friendly cafes, things like that. You know, it all, all helps to raise awareness because 
you, you find that you do so much work with your dog, with positive training with them to make the, the scary thing be okay. And then you have a scenario where you get surrounded by dogs or a dog or someone goes to try and, and touch a dog. And it's almost like months of training go straight out the window. So it's, it's quite important to raise awareness to everybody. Absolutely. No, it really, really is. And, you know, to, to create a community, really, because I think sometimes with a, um, an anxious dog, you know, that you can't you know, have conversations with people or perhaps um, a conversation with someone gets off to the wrong foot and it can be quite lonely. Yeah, definitely. You feel like you're the only the only one. And one of the real things that I wanted to do behind my Dogs in Yellow campaign was to raise awareness for the owners of reactive and anxious dogs, because the amount of times you get people tutting, glaring at you, you know, your dog's barking or it's having, you know, it's lunging and telling the other dog to go away. People have no empathy for what sometimes that other dog has been through. Um, you hit, you know, I run a, a Facebook group, Anxious Dogs UK. Some of the stories of some of these dogs that have been rescued, horrendous. No wonder they are fearful. Um, and I just wanted people, uh, other dog owners, to just have a little bit of empathy for the owner of the dog that's reacting and hopefully wearing yellow just to give them a little bit of understanding. They don't need to give them the dirty looks or, you know, think that they're the dogs that shouldn't be out because it's aggressive. But, you know, they're trying to help that dog and it could have been rescued. So just just all we want is just a little bit of empathy and space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I second that totally. And, you know, because the awful thing is the more people ignore or look away or tut, tut, your dog knows that, you know, because mm. they can smell their cortisol they can see their their body expressions that's what they're really reading so in fact you know it's actually reinforcing it's ironically reinforcing all the behaviors that you're trying to mitigate so it is really unkind and intolerant and ironic I think because in the current situation with the pandemic puppy generation we've got over 50 percent of dogs unable to recall no fault of their own okay Yes, the fault of, you know, all the side effects of the pandemic, no puppy classes or being able to go anywhere, etc. But I mean, to be absolutely honest, you start training the recall in the home. You know, if you can't call your dog from one side of the room to the other, then you don't have a recall. And quite honestly, you stand no chance when you get in the park, you know, because it's much more fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things in our group that comes a lot is when you hear people say, it's OK, my dog friendly means uh, sorry my dog's got no recall <laughs> yeah exactly it is it's all code oh no oh no I'm look I'm there every day myself so uh, I, I see it you know and I think the main thing you have to do these days in the park is to read the road like you would if you're driving and uh, just go different ways really because I like to enjoy my walks as you do Sarah and everyone's entitled to enjoy their time with their dog and Everyone that goes out and spends time with their dog, in my view, are thumbs up, you know, because unless you spend time with your dog, you're never going to know your dog and time is short with our dogs. Oh, absolutely. 
well as 10 next week. You know, it's flown by. I know, time really flies. Sarah, I really commend you for this. So where can people find out more? And obviously all the links are going to be in the show notes as well. So my website to find out more about me and my story, or uh, if you want to get involved in the campaign packs that we do, is my website is www.myanxiousdog.co.uk. Um, I'm on Facebook as well under My Anxious Dog. Or if you want to join our group to rant, get advice, talk about all sorts around anxious dogs, then our group is called Anxious Dogs UK. Oh, that's brilliant, Sarah. And, you know, you're creating a social media real storm, actually, on this. No, I'm, I'm so honoured to share this with all of our listeners and, and beyond. And please come back and give us an update as to how the campaign's going. And maybe in the autumn, because in a way, the yellow's going to shine out even brighter in the dark. Yes, hopefully, hopefully. Yes, we've got lots going on So with our campaign. So, yeah, it would be lovely to come back and speak to you. Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. And of course, to Bella. Thank you very much. That's our show, Mr Binks. What did you think? Yes, I know you think wearing yellow is a very good idea. And the good thing is it suits you so well too. And you're right, it is time for Woof of the Week. (coughs) When you're out and about with your dog, please remember to be respectful and to give those that might be a bit anxious some space. Well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, go on. Please rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again to Sarah Jones, and all the links are in our show notes. Thanks, of course, to Mike Hansen, my producer. Find out more about him and his company at Pod People UK. And for me, I'm at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr Binks? Yes, you're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday. So why don't you just subscribe now? It's free. Then you'll never miss another show. Bye for now.